most podcasts aren't getting drunk and taking shots and moving around a lot, so. And still being funny and awesome like we are, definitely Yeah, not. impossible. Okay, here we go, shot one. Cheers. Oh yeah, so pretty bad. No, the lime takes care of it for me. <laughs> no, it's pretty bad. Feels like I have like cuts in my throat and it just like bound every single one. Does doing that with your lips make you feel better? It just happens. It's just, ow. Ready for shot two? I mean, no, but you know, when am I ever ready? So here we go, shot two. Shot two. No. Yeah, I'm doing okay over here. All right, we're gonna take this third shot. All right, ready? Yeah, I am. Here we go, shot three, folks. Okay. Oh, I was right, shot three hit a little harder. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, this is Three Shots In with Jake and Jess. And surprise, surprise, we failed you two weeks in a row. Ooh, ooh. And we took a long time doing research, so here we go for shot four. I don't know that this is failing them. Failing them would be not taking the shot. Well, we're making up for our failure right now. Yeah, we're making. Shut up, take your shot. Shot four. Booyah. <coughs> wow. That burnt so bad. That was worse than the first three. Oh my God. Your lips stretched so far away from your gums. It, Jessica, oh, you didn't wait. <coughs> oh, that hurts so bad. Oh, <laughs> yeah, wow. I'm not going to lie. This wasn't too bad for me. Like, are, you, are you congested? It happens every time I take shots. Like my nose just gets like stuffy, but I got to be real with you. Either I have, take, like I have some cuts in my throat. Or I am sick because though every single one of those shots burnt the entirety of my throat going down. I don't know. Maybe you are. You're getting like a little. Maybe I got some strep or something. Strep. I don't know though. I don't. I don't get sick often. Like it's maybe once a year. Maybe. Mm -hmm. And when I do get sick, it's usually like a very, very brutal 12 to 24 hour period. And then I'm fine. That's what I, well, yeah, you're saying that. And that's what I'm noticing is that you don't seem to have any other symptom. No, not like, at all. You're acting normally. You look normal. You're not even coughing. No. So I personally, you know, maybe it's because of some activities you've been doing behind closed doors. Maybe you shouldn't go either at the depth you are going or perhaps maybe the speed. I mean, it's just something maybe you should adjust. I see. Okay. Well, it's noted. <laughs> <laughs> How aggressively did Tally eat her dinner tonight? How aggressively did yeah. she eat it? Don't look. Just... I can see it in the reflection. <laughs> she, she flipped her food bowl completely over. Well, yeah, I I mean, apparently more aggressively than usual. Interesting. <laughs> I found a spider under one of her bowls. Ew, gross. I squashed it. I have a thing no, in my I room. drowned it. Oh. I was rinsing the bowl out and it crawled out from underneath and it was in the sink anyway. And I already had the water on, you know? Yeah. So I just rinsed it down the, the drain. Nice. I would have been the same. Mm -hmm. And I would have turned on the garbage disposal and just... Well, we don't have one. No one had to know that though, Jessica. You could have just rolled with it. It's not like I'm locating us. God. They're not going to triangulate. They're going to think we're poor. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh -oh. are, we are. Give us money, please. Money, please. Um, but I have a, a device in my room plugged into the wall. Mm -hmm. Oh. That, oh. Oh, uh-huh. That makes a very extremely high-pitched frequency. Okay. That deters bugs and spiders. Are you sure that's real? It's real enough. I haven't seen a single spider or bug in my room ever. Yeah, but I don't have one in my room and I never see spiders or bugs in my room. I've seen spiders and bugs in your room. Really? Yeah, they're everywhere all the time. Is it my children? Yeah, two of them. <laughs> really big. <laughs> really big bugs. Yeah, kind of chunky. All right, we're back for reals. We are four shots in now. Four whole shots. Four and whole shots. I'm like not quite halfway into this red hard apple. I don't know if you could even call it cider. Is it ale? 
Is it cider? I don't, I don't know. It's not saying. It just says that it's refreshingly crisp. It's a hard apple. That's all it is. Just a Red's hard apple. That's yeah. all it says. I'm about halfway into this this tall can of Miller High Life. Uh, we had, we had shots of tequila today, and normally normally they affect me. You know, I get I get hit by tequila. Yes. But today was notably worse. I don't think it was actually. There was, I've never, I've never had such strong burning from drinking tequila before and my whole throat was on fire. Right, right. Um, well, I did not. And I will admit the last time we took shots of tequila, it was of a tequila I knew that I liked because I had tried it before and I didn't enjoy those shots, but I did enjoy these shots. That is true. We, we, this is the tequila that we, we always go to and it never fails us, but tonight, man, Mm -hmm. it was very, very hurtful. And it's delivery. Maybe for you, but that's because, you know, for whatever reason, you're, you're, th- you're feeling a little hoarse. Maybe. Though you don't sound it. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you just need to like, maybe you need to chew your Doritos before you swallow them. Mm, I don't know though. I kind of just like the one, one crunch and done, like <clears throat> swallow. And then just you know? immediately yeah. shards all the way down oh, yeah. to your stomach. Yeah. Maybe I'm one of those, uh, Strange addiction people, you know, I eat I mm, glass. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Do you do that? Be careful. About leaving gl- you around glass? Be careful because I'll eat your glass. Okay. Big fan of eating glass. <laughs> <laughs> glass eater. Yeah, I'm, I'm a glass eater. I totally thought you were a fucking weirdo just now. <laughs> My feet are under the table and all I feel is this warm like thing lie over the top of my foot. And I was like, ew, is that your foot? I would absolutely never do that. <laughs> and you, looked, you don't have to worry. I looked under the table and it's Tally's face. Yeah. Uh, no, never <laughs> will that happen from me. <laughs> I was like, ew, what the fuck are you doing? No. It was I, all soft too. I was like, I mean, your socks are soft and everything, but. <laughs> I have, I'm very vocal in my, my hatred of feet. Yes. And I, I don't want anyone touching my feet. Right. I don't want my feet to touch other people or especially I don't want to touch other people's feet, even with my own feet. Right. Not OK. Right. Not OK. So, guys, this is episode 23. 23. 23. Oh, my word. We only got one more normal episode. That'll be 24. And then the finale, which is 25. The finale. The finale. And and then that's it. We're done. You'll never see us again. Psych. We'll be back like a month <laughs> later, but we are taking a, sh- a short break. There will be right. about a f- about a four week period yeah. of no new content being released, except for Patreon. We will still probably post on Patreon. Patreon's <laughs> still going to get a lot of stuff. We've got a lot in the in the uh, I guess the the storage banks. Oh yeah, uh, that we're just you know just waiting to throw out there. We've already put a bunch of stuff out there, private episodes and stuff. Um, we should probably do one more of those before the season's out. And uh, we are reformatting, I guess you could call it. We're, we're, we're making some changes. Yeah. Um, I'm personally pretty psyched for them. Uh, everybody on our Patreon is going to be much more involved uh, in the next season. And I'm looking forward to it. That's right. Your thoughts and opinions can be heard if you support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash three shots in. Or if you're really cool, you can go to three shots mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It won't take you to our actual website, but don't worry that that will eventually happen. Yeah. But how cool would you feel about just typing in three shots and then boom, boom, you're at our Patreon. You can give us all your money. Wow. That's so convenient. So convenient. if I were you, I would do it. Yeah. Right now. R- like now. Now. As you're listening to yeah, this. Absolutely. Yeah. So if any of you, any of you 
would like to reach out to us, we would love to hear from you. And you may do so by emailing us at fanmail at threeshotsin.com. Um, we respond very quickly to emails that are yeah. sent to us. Emailing us is a good way for us to notice you mm-hmm. and to hear your thoughts and opinions. But a better way would probably be to join our Instagram lives. We do go live every time we take shots before an episode and you send in a message, we read it, we respond to it live. Oh, yes. No time to to write up a well-worded email reply. You get raw Jake and Jess. I don't want you to call it that. Just raw, Mm-mm. non-lubricated Jake and Ooh. Jess. We're there in your ears. So tonight's theme is misplaced credit. That was a suggestion made by one of our listeners. Good old Luke. Good old Luke. Been with us from the beginning and we appreciate him so much. He recommended misplaced credit. And uh, I got to admit, there was a lot more to find than I anticipated. There's a lot. There's a lot out there. I did not know how much misplaced credit there was out there. Yeah. People are thieves. Total thieves. Yeah. Like like unflinchingly blatant yeah. thievery. Everywhere. Yeah. It is everywhere. Oh, they don't yeah. try you don't even try to hide it either. No. They don't, they don't give a shit. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh fun fact, you mentioned that Luke gave us this this topic. Uh Luke also sent in a whopping number of wheel spin ideas. And tonight, folks, we have put all of his topics on the wheel. That means every wheel spin tonight will be a Luke original. Basically, this episode of Three Shots In with Jake and Jess is brought to you by Luke William Emmanuel. Yep. Thank you, Luke. Thanks, Luke. You are the fuel for this episode. So let's get into it. Let's spin this wheel. All right, let's see what Luke's got for us with this one. Live on one fictional world in one. I read that wrong. You get to, you don't get to, you're not on top of this fictional world. Okay. okay. You are living in this world. In it. In any fictional world, which one do you choose to live in? Oh man. Well, you spun it. There's a lot out there. You're supposed to answer first. I'm not sure that's exactly how it works. You spun it. Mm. So you're, you're allowed to answer first. Okay. And if you can't think of one, I don't have an answer right away. <laughs> there are a lot of fictional worlds I really like. Yeah. It's going to take me promptly one stern slurp. See, for me, what immediately comes to mind are the obvious ones. And I don't want to be a basic. Yeah. Like you don't want to you don't want to say Harry Potter. I don't want to say Harry Potter. I don't either. It's the first one that popped into my brain, though. Yeah. It's same. fucking magic. It's so convenient. I wouldn't even do anything like fantastic with it. Like I wouldn't be in history books for doing something magically no, you'd just amazing. Be like I just me, you'd be a lazy homebody. I would never have to wash my dishes. I'd be like like Molly Weasley has the right fucking idea. Oh yeah. She's got all of the brushes scrubbing her pans and stuff without her having to do anything. The clocks are like somehow GPS locating her children at all times. Mm-hmm. That I'm down. Like that's my that's what makes magic the most attractive to me. Yeah. No more laundry. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not also, do no fucking need for a car if you have to go somewhere by yourself anyway. Yeah, just poof. Yep. You're there. Poop. And you arrive somewhere else. Yep. See, that's a good one, but I think we should both avoid it. Doesn't well, count. Yeah. It's just, it's just it's too, too obvious. Easy. It's, it's too yeah. basic. See, the kids have been really into watching Avatar lately. Not The Last Airbender, oh. but the, the blue alien people kind. Yes. And uh, I got to say, I that fictional world doesn't look attractive to me at all. So what? You're a hippie tree hugger 90% of the time. And then the other 10%, you're a crazy war fighter. Honestly, it just sticks your genitals inside of your horse. Yeah. 
Whoa. That's what they do. <laughs> they rub genitalia no, with horses and their trees braids and birds. Are not the, their braids aren't their like dicks. The mm. chicks have it too. Well, I didn't say it was their- You said their, genitalia. Yeah, genitalia. Genitalia is all sources of reproductive it, organisms. Right, I know, but organs. what you're specifically talking about is something that like hangs and dangles. So it's not- it's not what you're thinking. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, um, it just doesn't look appealing to me at all. It yeah, looks it really hot and like full of bugs. Like it looks tropical. And I'm just, I, I'm really not into that at all. Any Anything tropical, really. Uh, fictional world, dude, man, I don't know. Definitely not Lord of the Rings. I oh, would be, no. I would be a common peasant. Yeah, exactly. I'd be like dumping chamber pots and stuff. And I'm just not, I don't want to do that. Well, you might be an elf or something. It's true. I might be like super hot. And elegant and unattainable. Yeah. That's true. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Maybe you'd be like one of those cool elves and you can like, you can be like doing front flips and shit like down river on top of rocks while you're chasing a bunch of dwarves that are in barrels and you're shooting <laughs> a bunch of goblins and orcs that are trying to run and catch them or something. That'd be cool. Shameful. <laughs> but I mean, cool, I guess, from a first person perspective. Yeah. Um. Honestly, like of all the worlds I'm thinking that you could live in, like Almost all of them are like if you're not some if you're not one of the main people and like some magical awesome person like you have a really shitty life. It's really <laughs> it's super shitty. Um, yeah. See if any of you any of you are familiar with the video game Mass Effect. I was tempted to say that one, but also I know if I was in that world, I would be one of the colonists that like has to survive on like cat food and like yeah. usually you know their survival their chances of survival are really low because they're on the outskirts, they're not super protected. That'd be me. <laughs> yeah. See, like you, I was trying to think of a fictional world where I would be like super, like everyone has, not that everyone's rich, but like it's just such an easy world to live in, you know? Like my mind is like going from, it was originally like Mass Effect, but now I'm thinking like uh, Battlestar Galactica before, mm. you know, before the Cylons, you know, nuked everything. Right. Uh, and, oh, what was it? Aeon Flux. Aeon Flux. Like everyone's just living the most casual, pompous life. Yes. They're not aware that it is all a scam, but you know, no one said I would be aware. So I'd, True. I'd be in. True that. Dude, I can't think of anything better. I'm going to lock my answer in. Uh, I was thinking, right, Battlestar Galactica before the Cylons nuked everyone. And there happened to be a TV show called Caprica, which was a prequel to that about okay. living on Caprica. Which mm -hmm. was the very, very wealthy world in that fictional universe. Yep. I choose to live there. In Caprica. In Caprica. In the Battlestar Galactica universe. That's correct. Okay. I would be, even if I was poor, I'm still a millionaire. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what I choose. Okay. Um, Fictional world. For a lot of our viewers, that was a major nerd alert. I did watch and enjoy all of Battlestar Galactica. One of my favorite shows ever. So call me crazy, but I think my fictional world I'd want to live in would be Skyrim. Yikes. Because I've played that game multiple times and every time I'm the dragonborn. <laughs> Never should have come here. <laughs> Some may call this junk. Me? I call them treasures. Your nerd is showing so hard right now. We're talking about nerd stuff. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it'd be Skyrim for sure. Like I said, I've rolled the dice many times and every single time I'm the dragonborn, I think it's meant to be. So right away, straight to Skyrim. Just straight to it. Straight to Skyrim. I am the dragonborn 
and I am destined to save the world. But what if in this world you are not the dragonborn and you are instead a lowly harsh thief? Yeah. See, I I thought maybe there was a chance I would be that, but like I said, every time I'm the dragonborn. It's fair. Just every time. Yeah. What I don't are the even, odds? <laughs> I don't even go in like wanting to be it. I just am. Yeah. What are the odds? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I mean, you're scrubbing chamber pots and... No, I'm the dragonborn. You're scrubbing the dragonborn's chamber pots? No, I am the dragonborn. I don't know that you would be, Jessica. No, I am. Don't, I don't... All right. Well, then you're the dragonborn and everyone loves you and every single Jarl gives you a mansion in there. I barely even have to try. Most of the time I just wander around and find things at random. And when I meet random people, they're like, hey, so you found that random ass thing. I'm going to make you a lord in my city. And I'm like, wow, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's cool. Thanks. (laughs) Well, there we have it. Oh, my God. What? I have one better fictioner. One. (laughs) Do you you want to speak English? I do. Give me a second. I have one fictional universe. Yeah. That is even better than the Skyrim universe. There are countless. Continue. I have only, I have one that is significantly more attractive. Okay. It will be more attractive to you too. Okay. It is the world of Scott Pilgrim. Oh, fuck. All of my battles. Canada. Will be epic. (laughs) There will be theme music. Mm-hmm. There will be random song and dance. Uh, I love that. Literally, all I have to do is learn how to sing or play an instrument, and I suddenly have magical powers. Uh huh. And done. I already can do that. So I did yes. my research, misplaced credit. I found a lot. Uh huh. A lot of it ended up being uh, people stealing the ideas for like inventions and things, things that like really changed certain, I I guess I I don't really know what you'd call them, professional arenas, such as medicine and science. Okay. Uh, But I threw in um, some wild cards, some things you weren't expecting. Okay. And I'm just going to jump right into it. Hit me, man. First on my list is penicillin. Okay. Uh, Apparently a man named Alexander Fleming. Don't know it. Yeah, yeah, I neither do I, but I also don't pay attention to important people in science. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a boring I just, you know, it's not, people. it's not something that calls me. Anyway, Alexander Fleming forgot to clean up a sample of something he had been studying in his lab. And as a result, it grew an enormous moldy green blob that killed bacteria. Voila, he has discovered penicillin. <laughs> now, Fleming thought that it was like totally stupid and useless and he tossed it, <laughs> like just didn't care. Right, just wiped it all up on a tissue and basically, threw it away. yeah, he was like, "Oh, that's like mildly cool, but also stupid and and fuck that," and he threw it away. But I guess he must have at least talked about it to other people because later on, a bunch of scientists at Cambridge decided to try and recreate it. Now they had a hell of a time because, like I said, he didn't give a shit at all about what happened, so he didn't like take notes. And there wasn't any record for them to work off of. And he had absolutely no interest in investigating it further. Mm-hmm. So they had no help. There was absolutely nothing else. They just heard about it and they were like, ooh, let's see if we can do that too. That sounds interesting. Fleming was like, uh, I totally disagree. Definitely not going to help. Good luck. Fuck you. Yeah. And so they were like, okay, fine. Um, so uh, they tried and tried, and obviously there's like a lot of failed attempts. Finally, they're able to create it, but when they recreate it, it is too difficult to extract. They have to keep trying. Finally, they're able to extract it, but when they extract it, 
it's it's difficult to extract enough to actually distribute to people for them to use. Mm-hmm. And all of this is going on during World War II when they are constantly having to like shelter from like Luftwaffe bombings and stuff. Uh-huh. So finally, for all of that, 1940 comes and the group is finally able to extract enough penicillin to use it successfully to treat a case of septicemia. Septicemia. Okay. Yes. And guess who shows up to take all the fucking credit? Fleming. Old boy Fleming. Mm-hmm. Shows right up. Team of Cambridge scientists who did all that fucking work for forever were acknowledged for their contribution. Yikes. But... Fleming is the one who went down in history for discovering penicillin. What a dick. I know. Total yeah. asshole. I feel like there's going to be a major theme here. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Just people dicking I, I, other people. I found a lot of fucked up ones. Yeah. Um, the next one is probably the most fucked up one. I'm going to save that one for last and skip it. So we're going to move on to what I titled ferrets. Ferrets? Ferrets. Like the animal? Like the animal, like okay. weasels. Yeah. Pet weasels. Romance novel Arthur... One second. We're winding. Romance novel author Cassie Edward released a book in 2008, and she called this book Shadow Bear. Okay. Well, that's not going to sell very many copies. I mean, maybe not. Also, it has nothing to do with ferrets. I'm sure you're confused, but I'll explain. In the book, two main characters stop in the middle of lovemaking. Mmm. To discuss the fast-disappearing black-footed ferret. Okay. Yes. Intrigued? You probably want a copy now, and I'll I'll tell you this, you can still buy one if you want. I'm not going to lie. If anything, I want a copy less than I did <laughs> when I just heard the title. So it turned out, Cassie Edward, honestly, I'm assuming the reason was just to ha- like meet her goal of like a certain number of pages. Uh-huh. She plagiarized word for word a lecture by wildlife writer Paul Tome. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I Page count is the only motivation I could imagine for like throwing a conversation. By the way, not a sexy conversation. I don't see talking about disappearing ferrets being, <laughs> being very... Very sexy. Right. I'm not really sure how she worked that. And apparently in the book, she doesn't try to. It's word for word. It's verbatim exactly what he writes about about black-footed ferrets. Uh-huh. Um, somehow he finds out about this. <laughs> I don't know how. Um, maybe he is himself a romance yeah, novel reader. Yeah, maybe he loves her, her novels. <laughs> so he read it, somehow found out about it. And uh, unfortunately for Cassie Edward, her publishing contract was terminated. Yikes. Yeah. That'll happen. I know. If you're going to plagiarize, at least be smart about it. That's what I'm saying. Like, just change up some words. Yeah, don't word for word that bitch, you know? Yeah. Next up, lasers. Lasers. In 1957, uh-huh. a man named Gordon Gould was inspired by another man named Charles Town. And it turned out that Charles Town had done work on putting together what he called a maser. A what? A maser with an uh-huh. M. Yes. Uh, otherwise known as a microwave emitter. Okay. So Gould theorized by studying Charlestown's work that it was possible to create a beam of light that could cut through steel, as we know lasers to be. Uh-huh. Uh, and he called it the laser and reached out to Charlestown, his inspiration, for advice on this. Uh, so Charlestown was like, fuck yeah, that's really cool, and publicly pra- like praised him all over the place. But then, behind his back, took out patents on all of his ideas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what a dick. Stone 
cold, went behind his back, took patents out on all of this stuff. And because, you know, I don't know if you know this, I didn't for a while, but patents take a long time to process. Yeah, you have patent pending for a while. Right. Yeah. So in order to make sure that the patents went through, he deliberately lied to Gould on how to get credit for what he did. So sent him on like, like basically deliberately misled him and sent him to different, to try different things, basically to waste a bunch of time so that by the time he figured it out, he would already have the patents and it worked. So yeah, in uh, 1959, two years later, Uh uh-huh. Gould realized there was fuckery afoot. Uh, yeah. And uh, by that time, it was too late. The patent was complete. Town's name was already on it. And he was making fucking bank, selling lasers to like the world, basically. Right. Uh, now, Gould was like, uh, fuck you. I don't care how long it takes. I'm taking you to court. And he did. And it took 30 years. Oh, shit. 30 years in court. And finally, in 1988, so not that long ago, Uh Gould was finally granted ownership. I mean, it means nothing now. No, it doesn't, because in in between all of that, town got a fucking Nobel Peace Prize. Oh, shit. (laughs) All of that stuff. And died in 2015. And in the newspapers and everything, people recognized him as the inventor of the laser. Yikes. It didn't matter. Too much time had gone by. That's fucked. I know. (laughs) That sucks. You got to respect the game, though, you know? All right. So I do have one last one that I find personally hilarious, but I also still have that really fucked up one that I left way up here. So I'm going to yeah. go back to this one. Yeah, let's get the real fucked up one. We're going to say the, the fucked up one. one, and then the funny one is like a little palate cleanser, okay? Yeah. So back to the fucked up one. DNA. Ah, yeah. yeah. There was a woman named Rosalind Franklin. Rosalind? Rosalind, perhaps. Yeah. She was a chemist and an x-ray crystallographer. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Don't know what that is, but it sounds really cool. Um, she studied in London and she was asked to work on the structure of DNA. Uh huh. I guess there was not a lot known about. When that. was this? Um, sometime before the 1950s or early, so, like late 1940s to early 1950s, maybe. So are they looking at like chromosomes? Are they looking if it's like the shape of it, right? It's like a. You are asking the wrong person these oh, questions. Okay. <laughs> this is not information. Double I helix. Have. Are they talking about it being a Specifically, double helix? Specifically, that is what ends up getting discovered, oh. yes. So she is brought into some fancy place in London to study DNA and figure out how it's structured. Working with her was a man named Maurice Wilkins. I know what you mean. I can see it all over your face. Someone named Maurice. I don't think you can trust him either. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of an untrust, untrustworthy name. I immediately do not trust someone named Maurice. Yeah. And I feel like a Disney movie is to blame for that, but I don't know. Oh my God. Are you thinking Madagascar? Uh Uh-uh. The like, the like kind of chunky... No, kind of really dumb I'm, lemur. I'm, I'm mixing it up because I'm pretty sure it's Gaston in Beauty and the Beast who goes crazy old Maurice. And that's actually Belle's dad, the inventor. He oh, actually is you super don't smart. Trust him. He's super smart and he knows everything. But everyone calls him crazy old Maurice. And he's like, hey, fuck you. I'm really <laughs> smart. <laughs> and no one takes him seriously. Um, I think 
because I associate the name Maurice with Gaston's voice, that's why I don't trust anyone mm. named Maurice. Well, thanks, Disney. Yeah, it takes one, one, one moment, know. one thing. Disney. And all Maurice's in the world. Teaching us prejudices. Anyway, this man, Maurice Wilkins, uh, and good old Rosalind Franklin, they did not get along. Okay. They were working together, but they just, you know, hard, like try as they might, they could not be friends. Wilkins took the work that they were doing and he shared it with two other men behind her back. Uh, and these men were Crick and Watson. Crick? Crick and Watson, yes. Okay. And uh, with the data and the photos that specifically Franklin had gathered up, they were able to discover DNA's double helix shape. Ah. Right. So Crick and Watson in 1953 published their findings. They don't give Franklin any credit whatsoever. What about Maurice? Uh, he wasn't mentioned in their publish in their publishing, so I I guess they left him out too. Damn. Because they were just that like cold blooded about it. I don't know. And then in 1962, so almost 10 years later, Crick, Watson, and Wilkins are awarded a Nobel Peace Prize for discovering DNA. Damn. But Franklin, she is passed over once again because she died of ovarian cancer not long after the actual discovery. Mm, so that was an easy theft. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. That'll happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, the, remember I said that Crick and Watson published uh, the stuff they'd found in, what do I have here, 1953? Yeah. She died five years after that. Mm. And then like six years four to six years after that, they won the Nobel Peace Prize. And I guess they don't award Nobel Peace Prizes. Post. Posthumously. 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 I, they don't give Nobel, they, they don't give Nobel Peace Prizes to dead people. No, they don't. <laughs> 20 years after the Nobel Peace Prize was given to everyone who stole all of her shit. Um, Franklin started to receive recognition by various scientific institutions awarded to her after she died. Because I'm not going to try to say that again. Posthum. Post. Posthominous. Post. Post deathly. <laughs> uh, she dead. Yeah. She has awards now. Ah. <laughs> uh, but uh, not the Nobel Peace Prize. That, no. that that opportunity came and went. Um. Very sad. Super sucky. We're going to move on to my very last uh, story on this. So list. far, the moral I've heard is if you're a scientist, like don't fucking trust other scientists. Nah, they're all backstabbing motherfuckers. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Which I can't blame them. I'd do the same thing. You'd steal people's ideas also. Fuck yeah. If it was easy as fuck and I'd get paid. Mm hmm. I'd be right there. <laughs> I'd be right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My last one I titled Larry Potter. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> In 2002, a woman named Nancy Stouffer filed a lawsuit against J.K. Rowling for plagiarizing ideas from a book she had written in the 80s. Ah. Oh, yes. Uh, this book was called Larry Potter and His Best Friend, Lily. Mm. And in this book, there are people who are referred to as muggles. She alleged that Rowling read her book and stole all of her ideas and is now, you know. A billionaire. A billionaire. Yeah off of the shitty book she wrote in the 80s that no one paid attention to except for apparently Rowling. Okay. So her claim was taken seriously in court. Sure. They delved into it. They investigated it. Unfortunately for her, they actually investigated it, which yeah. is all it took to discover that Stouffer, uh was a total fraud <laughs> and mm. had gone back 
into her book and added things to it. Yeah. In order to make it seem like what she was saying was true. And they were able to tell that because the stuff she added was in a different font from the rest of her book. (laughs) Oh, no. And uh, I guess Rowling's attorney figured out that the font that it was in was not only different than the rest of the book, because that's easy to see. But the font wasn't created until... But the font hadn't been created until 10 years after her book was finished. Ah, there you go. Yeah, so they found all of that, and they were like, wow, uh, you suck. Fuck off. Here's a $50,000 fine. Oh. For wasting everyone's time. Nice. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. You know, you think if you're going to try to go for a, for like a, a steal that big, mm-hmm. you'd at least put in a little more effort. Choose a similar font. Right. Think about it. Just, just change all the fonts. The font you used originally is still there. Yeah. They didn't like discontinue it. You know, I don't think that's even possible. It's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like they're not going to seek an old font and be like, nah, we're erasing this from the internet so that you can't use it anymore. Well, the internet didn't exist in the 80s. I mean, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that happened. And then I've got a little fun fact. Uh-huh. Uh, there was a tiny list of people I found, um, not of people who they're like who, who suffered misplaced credit, but who just weren't given credit at all. Like no one was. Yeah. Uh, you know how people are like, oh, wow, it's the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah. I actually found the name of the guy who decided like it, it was the very first person that it ever occurred to to slice loaves of bread and sell them for sandwiches okay and his name was otto frederick rowetter okay rowetter i well, don't know how to pronounce it i mean any idiot with a knife can make sliced but bread. no one did before him he was the first one it's like bottled water why wouldn't someone like literally people already were doing that like water skins and flasks and stuff and then someone put it in a plastic bottle and like people lost their minds and like <laughs> lifted their shirts and like flashed their boobs because they were just so excited and now like Bottled water makes a killing. Yeah, it's true. He was the first one to think to slice it before he sold it. Well, Otto Frederick I mean, Rowiter. That's kind of a useless thought. And yet? Did he become a millionaire? I don't know. Doubtful. <laughs> but his invention. It's not an invention. <laughs> he invented sliced bread. His invention of sliced bread is what all inventions are compared to. The best thing since sliced bread because it was the most impressive invention. Okay, well, I will make sliced donuts. Well, but what are you going to put in between them? Like, what, what are you are you spreading something on the the cut side? Yeah. Like a like a bagel. J- imagine just like a bagel, it's sliced right down the middle. Okay. And then in between this donut is an egg, a slice of ham and cheese. Um, homie that's already been invented. But I just invented it right now. But literally exactly what you described, you can buy at a fast food restaurant right now. Okay. Well, then how about this? It's a glazed donut cut in half in the middle, a yeah. chocolate donut. <gasps> oh my God. Oh my God. A donut inside a, a donut? A donut inside of a donut. Low key. I would eat that donut. <laughs> and in, the, in between that, a donut hole. Oh my God. All three are different flavors. Wow. I know. <laughs> you should totally patent that. I'm, I'm, if one of my listeners don't dick me and steal this idea, I will. TM. Yeah, I'm Verbal TMing TM. it verbally. <laughs> That's all I got, man. That's all my stuff. All right. Well, then it is time for the break. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, it is time. Yes. Yes. All right. 
Well, then we will catch you on the flippity flip. See you soon. Definitely not in eight days this time. Probably not. No guarantee. Most likely not. See you. But it's very possible. It'll be seconds for you regardless. So I just got this email from a name I don't recognize. Kimberly Gilfoyle. Gilfoyle says invitation expiring at 11.59 p.m. tonight. So. Uh, it's, o- it's over. It's, it's over. Already, it's already gone. She said, Jessica, stop what you're doing right now. I have something important to tell you. And then the email cuts off and I have to open the email to read the rest. Don't do it. Just delete it. Oh, no. You've opened it. I did. Ah, President Trump noticed that you haven't accepted his offer to join the Trump VIP club. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Why haven't you joined the club, Jessica? It says he was pretty disappointed. Maybe I should. He probably sought you out specifically. I think so. It says, but because you are such a dedicated supporter, I convinced him to extend your offer for one more day. Have we ever financially supported any sort of politician ever? No. Yeah, I never have. I never have. (laughs) What the fuck? But apparently he recognizes my dedication regardless. And uh, he, you know, Kimberly was able to talk him into giving me at least one more day to try. Yeah. Well, that was good for her. Yeah. And, you know, thankfully Trump allowed you to have an extra day Mm -hmm. to really think about whether you want to financially support him or not. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Never in my life will I give money to a politician. Absolutely not. God, my back is so fucked. Just be, you know, your age bodily. Honestly, Jessica, I would kill for that. (laughs) Who? Ooh, who would I kill to have a normal, unpainful back? It's got to be someone who's like not shitty. You know, I can't just be like, oh, I, I kill like the baby from serial killer or something. Yeah, like it's got to be someone who. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Ice Age baby. Gotta be someone that's universally liked that would be a loss. I'd kill John C. Riley to fix my back problems. You think he'd be a loss? I think he'd be a loss. I'd kill John C. Riley. He's not universally liked. But though. how can you can't make a stepbrother's shoe without John C. Riley? They can just literally get anyone else to play. They'll mm. say that he died tragically and get like Michael Sarah to play his son. Oh, that'd be a good point. Yeah. Alright, I'd kill Michael Sarah to fix my back. Bigfoot is my papa, and he's going to protect me. me. Half man and half machine. The bells of I killed that low note. You, you. <laughs> I went like this. <laughs> 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 Notre Dame is so underrated. It is so underrated. It, it deserves like, so much more. It was so good. I know. The animation style, the voice actors that they got to do all the singing and stuff mm-hmm. was awesome. The plot, a little, a little dark. A little dark? Is it just a little dark or is it really dark? It's pretty dark, <laughs> man. It's pretty dark. It's super duper dark. Um, 
Judge Claude Frollo. Oh. You know, like, hey, bitch, get on this dick or I'm going to light France on fire. <laughs> well, it's not that. It's number one, jump on this dick or I'm going to light you on fire. But then if- she escapes and it's like, OK, well, now I have to burn down all of Paris just to find you and give you the offer of writing me or writing a pyre. Right. So writing right. the fire all the way to, you know, H-E double hockey sticks. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Because he is a godly man. <laughs> yeah. A godly man. And you gave him a semi and that can't be yes. forgiven. <laughs> that is correct. Witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> what is this magic? My robe. It's, it rises it- <laughs> all on its own. <laughs> <laughs> And then I like how at the beginning, like straight up, he just murders this woman running away from him with her baby, just runs her down. No big deal. And she dies. And the song that ensues. I am guiltless. She ran. I pursued. Yeah. And then the priest is like, say what you want, fuck boy. But all these fucking statues are staring at you. (laughs) Oh, God. And they're all like, they've got these wide eyes like, we know you fucking did it. You motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah, that was one of the best Disney villain songs ever, though. Yeah, for sure it was. Yeah. Like fire, dark fire, this fire in my skin. This, you got to get, I can't do the deep voice. This burning desire is is bringing me to sin. sin. And then, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, dope. That soul song was just so cool. <laughs> and you got fucking like like creepy ass creepy ass statues staring at him half the time and then the other time there's like fucking like demonic fire and shadows like around him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It was like awesome. obviously, dude, what's going on? Uh could it be mm, mm. Satan? It's possible. Cuz uh I I highly doubt, you know anything but would be like oh yeah no dude like light paris on fire well that happened to be the very next scene what I'm <laughs> was saying. him lighting all of paris on fire <laughs> because no one knew where the gypsy was and he wanted her yeah esmeralda like that bitch gave you blue balls mm-hmm. like can't let that kind of stuff stand you're a judge a judge light it on fire until she shows up and then give her the ultimatum boom dick or die Oh, dick or die. (laughs) (laughs) Essentially. There's a wheel spin. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, that's a great, you should. (laughs) I'm writing writing it down right now. (laughs) I feel like half the wheel is just like whether or not to have sex with someone. That's a, that's a big ask, you know? It's true. Like it's gotta be really bad for you to choose die. Yeah. But there, I can already think of people I would choose die. Toby Flenderson. Dick. GSL. Dick. What? You would choose. Oh, he's got some tricks up his sleeve. <laughs> I think he's got. He's Gabe got, Susan he's hi- Lewis. He's hiding something. Yeah. <laughs> what? She, she doesn't even like sex. She said it feels like a skeleton. It's just flopping on top of her. <laughs> <laughs> he said, but I thought you said you didn't like sex. You said it felt like you were getting tackled by a skeleton. <laughs> God. Uh, Toby McGuire. Oh, God. Die. <laughs> die. I would die. <laughs> yeah. Nick Cage. Die. Horrible. Benicio Del Toro. Mm, big grudging dick. I just, I would rather not die, but I'm not going to enjoy it. Hayden Christensen. Uh, big grudging dick. Wow. Just so skinny. I'm going to give you a choice here. Okay. You have the choice between two people or death. There's a third option. There is a, there's a, <laughs> there is a third option. 
<laughs> but it involves murder, murder. <laughs> of your of yourself. So yes. okay, what's what are my choices? Ready? Yeah. Joe Biden. Oh God. Donald Trump. Ah. Uh, or death. Death. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> Those would be terrible. Give me 70-year-old dick or give me death. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, those would be absolutely awful experiences. Yeah, Yeah. both of them. Well, Uh you you would have to do all of the work each time. Well, yes, for sure. But I feel like, let's just say my will to live was stronger than I expected. I would go with Joe Biden, I think, Uh because no doubt he might just die in the middle of it. And if he doesn't die, he'll just like pass out. He definitely won't remember it. That's what I'm saying. Like in midway, he won't even know what's going on. Yeah. And then I could just leave. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. That's true. That's very true. And I feel like he doesn't have pills handy just next to him at all times. And I feel like Donald Trump definitely has some pills next to him. He's always prepared. He's always prepared. For sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I would have to do all of it, the whole thing. And I just, I can't. (laughs) I, I will not. Ugh. You go to lean forward, put your hands on his chest, <laughs> oh, and you just, you, just his 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 chest just slides all the way up to his ears. <laughs> it's like memory foam, <laughs> <laughs> just like. <bleh. laughs> yeah, that'd be rough. That'd be yeah, a rough it'd one. Be a rough time. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I found your death. We'll we'll save the rest for that wheel spin once it comes. Right, I've got a couple for you. You gave me one. Yeah, I gave you. No, I gave you a few. I was trying to find your death. Specifically, you gave me the three options. Oh, you got you gave me these a... two people, okay. and you can either like like dick down or get dicked down by one of them. Uh, and or it, I can die. Or you can just die. Yeah. Um. Okay. You must choose Triple H or the Undertaker. Oh Jesus or, Christ! Or death. I mean, they all will result in the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> You'll die no matter what. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, give me death. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Okay, I mean... Like the decades of therapy that would be required. (laughs) Okay, 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 hold on. Benedict Bundersnatch. (laughs) Or, uh... um, Benedict Underhersnatch. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that guy... Or Robert Denny Jr. or death. Ooh, I'm gonna go with Benedict. Why? Did they because accent? I feel like I feel like Mr. Under Her Snatch. There would be a lot less coke involved and a lot less aggression. You know. Okay. I'm not saying that he'd remember me. He'd make you tea. He'd make me tea. He yeah. Is, he and then tell me to get the fuck out of his house. Probably. I'm like, all right. Oi. <laughs> fuck off. He's not that kind of British. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, governor. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of me house. <laughs> yeah. No, that that was an easy one. Okay. Like Robert Downey Jr., he would make it a whole memorable day. He'd make an experience. I feel like it, yeah. I feel like when the time came when that moment really happened, it would be regrettable and painful. But see, I would have see for me, I would also go with uh Benedict Undersnatch. Yeah. Because um well first of all, he's just taller. I it's appealing that's appealing to me. Okay. He has the accent, which isn't, you know. It's not hurting his chances. Right. Um, but also, uh, I feel like, you know, they would they would both make it an experience out of it in their own way. Um, but I would still like have nerves, you know, going into an experience with Robert Downey Jr. But I think Benedict Undersnatch would make me like it would be nice and relaxing before we like jumped into it. Plot twist. He insists that he dress as Doctor Strange and that you dress as the Ancient One. <laughs> I have to wear a bald cap. You have cap. to wear a bald cap. In. <laughs> <laughs> 
Honestly, I just, there's just no way I could keep a straight face. <laughs> Absolutely not. You have to dress as the ancient one, Jessica. <laughs> I'd do it. I would dress up like that. I'd be like, I mean, listen, man, I either do this, find Robert or I die. And like, uh, I'm here already. So let's just get it done. Robert Jr. Jr. wants you to dress as Nick Fury. Ew. The eye patch and everything, yep. the trench coat. Trench coat, eye patch, again, bald cap. Yep, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'll I'll do the ancient one. You'd be the ancient one. Yeah, at least all like right. the, the costume looks more comfortable. Maybe. <laughs> it's like all like sweatpants and like like robes and stuff. Okay, sure. Yeah. It's possible. I have to wear a bald cap either way. That's true. If I have to wear a bald cap, then I'd rather everything else be comfy. All right, fine. Robert Downey Jr. wants you to dress as Captain America. It's either that or be the ancient one for Undersnatch. For Under Her Snatch. <gasps> Excuse me. No, I'd bald cap it. Yeah? Yeah. All right. I just don't, I can't imagine being anything other than sweaty underneath like all the styrofoam muscles. You don't need to, no prosthetics. I didn't say prosthetics. I'm saying like you don't even have to wear any of that. You just got to wear like one of those like and it's not like an, comic like comic con like it's not an immersive immersive experience. Then like I wouldn't actually look like Captain America without the um, fake muscles. That's fair. <laughs> God, why do we always make everything so dark? I don't <laughs> and know. Weird and well, last time we recorded somehow like a pleasant evening with John Goodman and Alan Rickman. <laughs> Turned into like a hostage situation <laughs> with drugs and war crimes. Like, oh God, Rickman, we need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, okay, so for you, okay, um, uh, Nicole Ricci when she was still struggling with anorexia. Ooh. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. Or Betty White. When? Now. Nicole Ricci. Really? Absolutely. Uh, that would be, that'd be like tackling a skeleton. Yeah, but at least I'd be in control. That's true. No matter how hard she fought, <laughs> you would yeah. be stronger. Betty White would break me. <laughs> Remember what I've taught you, Quasimodo. You are deformed. I am deformed. And you are ugly. And I am ugly. <laughs> boy, oh boy, was that a fun break. Yes, it was. We ate a whole bag of chicken and waffle chips we did they were really good they were made of real chicken made of real there's 10 grams of protein in there is that what the bag said yeah wow i'm gonna be like so proteined right now like i wouldn't <laughs> be surprised if i woke up tomorrow and i'm just like fucking jacked you know right right i think that's how it works yeah mm -hmm. i'm looking forward to my muscles yeah i'll look like you like really yoked uh, spongebob and patrick mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah that'll be me yep ready for this second wheel spin mm -hmm. spin it So as I said, as a reminder, this is a Luke episode, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> uh, we got Luke's second wheel spin. That is, this feels illegal, but isn't. Oh. What feels illegal, but it is in fact not illegal? Well, we have had a discussion before about having the light on in the car when you're driving. Oh, yeah. I just don't like it. Yeah. It feels wrong. I don't know about illegal, but it feels wrong. Um, let's see. What else? Um bringing food into the movie theater <laughs> sneaking food into the movie theater Just sneaking your entire burger and yeah, fries it's and got drink. that like appealing kind of taboo like even if i was allowed to i'd still <laughs> i'd still like hide a chipotle burrito in yeah. like my cleavage or something and sneak in well there was a there was a movie theater in in north hollywood that it was very cheap. It was the cheapest theater you can find. It was like two or three dollars to mm -hmm. see a movie. Was that the one that always smelled like pee? Yeah, it was 
it was, you know. Yeah. You didn't, like, they never had new stuff. It was always movies that had been out for, like, four months <laughs> yeah. that they, like, just got. Uh-huh. But they were very stern on not bringing in stuff. They would check all bags, like, purses, anything. Mm -hmm. They had to check every single thing. And if they saw food, they would tell you to go put it in your car, throw it away. You just got to keister it. Yeah, you just had to, you just had to keister everything. <laughs> put it in your prison purse. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way to get your in and out <laughs> in this movie theater. You got to keister it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that, I guess that's mine. Sneaking food into the movie theater. Like it's they don't they don't like it when you do and they'll tell you like, no, sorry, we can't let you in. But it's not illegal. Yeah. But it feels really illegal when you do it anyway and you like successfully sneak it in. Mm hmm. So for me, I have two, two things that feel illegal, but they're not illegal. Okay. So the first one is buying things on Wish, like brand name things on Wish, <laughs> just the brand name isn't on them yet. Right. You know, like personally, I have purchased, now at the time I purchased this for a costume idea. And so I had purchased the Ron and Hermione wands mm -hmm. from Wish. Mm -hmm. And like they were the legit like metalcore wand stuff. And... I didn't think anything of it when I got them, but they were cheap. I must have paid for both of them with shipping and everything. It was probably like $11. Okay. And I got them and they were dope. They're like legit straight up, like real stuff. And I was like, wow, this is cool. Mm -hmm. And then not too long after that, I went to Harry Potter World in Universal Studios. Did you find the exact same ones? They have the exact same, like I, I shit you not, the exact same. They feel the same. They look exactly the same. They're like unbreakable and metal core and shit. And they were like between 60 and $80 each. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. That is the beauty of which. I, I pulled a little sneaky on you. Little sneaky sneaks. Yeah, I felt, I felt like it was illegal. <laughs> you know what feels illegal, but isn't? What? Uh, here in Texas, people kind of make a habit of uh, parking. On the wrong side the, of the road? Yeah, in California, it would be considered the wrong side of the road, but they just fucking park on whatever yeah. side they want facing whatever direction they want. Yeah, they don't give a shit. Yeah, you could be like front bumper to front bumper with another car and it's not, that's just how they do it here. Yeah, who cares, he's pulled over. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That does seem like something that would be illegal. Mm -hmm. And then my, my second thing is, something that feels illegal, but it is in fact not. Okay. When you when you like go to Barnes and Noble and you see people just standing there reading a book. Instead of buying it? Instead of buying, they're like halfway through this shit too. Like, you know, they must have been here like yesterday mm -hmm. or something and now they're back and they're just knee deep in this book and they're not gonna buy it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're just reading it. Insult to injury. I've seen people like, cause they started putting like coffee shops, like Starbucks's and stuff Yeah. in there. Uh, people will take a book take it to the, the coffee shop and they'll sit down at a table with a book they don't plan on buying and they'll look through it and they'll <laughs> read it and stuff like that. And then they'll yeah. put it back like, like they're in a library. Yeah. That's something 100% that seems illegal. That should be illegal or that I would think that that would be illegal, mm -hmm. but it's not illegal. You can do that. Yeah. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I've never done it cause I feel wrong, <laughs> but people do it all the time. No shame. Yep. Are you ready? Are you ready for my my thievery? Do you think I'm ready for this jelly? I'm I don't think you're ready, ready for, for this jelly. jelly. So I decided to Google many things about credit being stolen mm -hmm. and misplaced. Yes. And I landed on movies. Okay. Okay. I was looking for Hollywood thefts mm -hmm. and there are countless of them. I am sure there are many. Yes. 
There are many, many, many. So I do have many, many listed here because there's not real stories involved. It's just interesting. Yeah. So similar to mine. Yeah. Yeah. So here we go. So I want you I want you to really think about this. Okay. Because when a movie makes it big in Hollywood, right? Producers around the world, they feel robbed and writers feel robbed because they could have easily made that movie. Right. And they would have made millions. You're not close to your microphone. Mm-hmm. Most people would look at that and just see it as opportunity lost. You know? Right. There's nothing you can do. Ah, oh, shit. They made the movie. Nothing I can do about it. The normal people. But some brave souls out there. Oh. They elect to create their own movie in an attempt to make their own millions. <laughs> Ambitious. Yes. So when you think of a witty playboy philanthropist that fights crime in a metal suit, mm-hmm. who do you think of? I'm not thinking about steel. I'm not thinking about like titanium. Are you thinking about iron? Iron. Man? That would be a great thought. Okay. But we're not talking about that actually, because we're talking about Metal Man. Metal Man. <laughs> Metal Man. Uh, after the success of that was Iron Man, seven small production companies tried to copy the movie in hopes to make their own profit. They spent one million dollars in production. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, due to, quote, poor writing, editing, and acting, <laughs> in addition to poor effects, the movie flopped pretty hard. <laughs> and Metal Man did not get a sequel. Sadness. <laughs> I know. Very uh, honestly, sad. though, that's what Larry Potter lady should have done. Yeah. Just, Just write, make your a, own thing. write a book after the fact. She could have. She could maybe make some fan fiction. It's yeah. out there. Oh, there's a lot of it. Larry Potter. It's a it's a crossover between Larry the Cable Guy and Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It, it could have been done. Now we're going to move on to the next one. I want you to imagine a movie where the cast is stuck on a transportation vessel. Mm, okay. And while they're trapped, hundreds, if not thousands, oh. of venomous snakes <gasps> were released and started killing people. Oh my God. Now what movie comes to mind? It's not snakes on a bus. No. It's not snakes in a raft. No, it isn't. not space snakes. It's not space snakes. (laughs) (laughs) Is it snakes on a plane? Snakes on a plane. Oh, okay. That's correct. Except no, because I'm talking about snakes on a train. Shut up. I swear, these are real movies. That sounds amazing. A production company, and you're going to want to remember this, called The Asylum, Ah. created their terrible movie and released the DVD copy three days before Snakes on a Plane would be released. They beat them to it. In hopes that people would buy the wrong movie. (laughs) So That's devious. I know, I know. Unfortunately for the production company, The Asylum, no one was really excited for Snakes on a Plane. (laughs) And so no one really cared. And both movies flopped, as it happens. Um, Just a little added commentary in there. Yeah. Uh, As far as like trying to beat the bigger superior movie to their release. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember, Disney put out a movie called Coco. Yep. It's about Day of the Dead in Mexico, all that stuff. Oh yeah, didn't some other movie make like a Dia de los Muertos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And I can't remember. Is it DreamWorks? I think so. Yeah, it was with like Zoe Zoe Saldana and like Channing Tatum and stuff. Yeah. And all the characters looked like puppets, wooden puppets. I I can't remember exactly what it was called now, but it it was 
similar. You know, they looked the same. They, basically, uh, they the production company. I don't remember which it was that put out that movie. Learned about Disney's production of Coco. Mm-hmm. Figured out when the release date was, and like rushed that movie out the door. Yeah. In order to put it out there before Coco came out. Yeah. And I believe Disney tried to trademark Dia de los Muertos. They did. That way no one could make another movie like theirs. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, you can't trademark a national holiday. No, you, can, you can't trademark someone else's culture, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately for Disney. <laughs> <laughs> so now the next one. So two giant corporations, one being McDonald's and the second being Coca-Cola, came together to finance a movie. Okay. This movie was about a young boy and an alien who managed to evade the government so that the alien could return home. Interesting. Sounds... Does it sound like anything? It's not P.E. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling like it's it's E.T. E.T., the extraterrestrial... Whoa, the extraterrestrial? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> did I, did, is, that, is that correct? <laughs> One more time, to, just say it confidently. The extraterrestrial. Yeah, that is correct. Oh, there we go. Oh, wow. I was not confident in that at all. <laughs> That's all right. That's kind of the theme tonight. We just keep messing <laughs> up our words. Uh, but the actual movie is called Mac and Me. And this movie is about an alien on the run from a government testing facility who meets a wheelchair-bound boy who helps the alien escape. The movie it's not has... complete plagiarism then. It's not, It's but it's very similar. And it came out like the year after. So, but the movie also had countless McDonald's and Coca-Cola ad placements Uh, (laughs) throughout it. Very convenient. Obviously, the movie received pretty brutal reviews Mm -hmm. and fans of E.T. vowed to never watch it. Mm -hmm. So they did not make money. Yeah. Sucks to be them. Moving on to the next one. So do you remember playing as toys as a child and then watching, you know, you grew older, you had your own children and watching your sons play with toys and then seeing an incredible looking huge production movie being made about these toys using blocks to build things and having a huge Hollywood cast voice all of the characters. Interesting. Blocks to build things. Yeah. Huge Hollywood cast. Uh Uh-huh. Could it be the Lego movie? The Lego movie. Good job. That was a movie to huge, made made all sorts of money. It was a big hit. With children and adults alike. And a surprisingly good movie. Yes. Yeah. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Playmobil, the movie. Playmobil. Playmobil. That's right. Okay. Now, this movie was about a toy brand, Playmobil. Right. Which featured a cast. Okay, I'm going to name some of the people in this cast. You ready? Yes. Anya Taylor-Joy. You might not know the name, but you would know the young actress who was in The Vivitch and Split. Oh, I would. Jim Gaffigan. Mm -hmm. Adam Lambert. Kenan Thompson. All right. Megan Trainer and Daniel Radcliffe. Wow. The Playmobil movie had hopes to make as much money as the Lego movie, right? It came out just after it, mm-hmm. right? Surprisingly, I've never heard of it. I have literally <laughs> never heard of it. So much hope, in fact, in this movie making money that they spent about 63 million euros on the production. Now, that would be probably around 70 to $80 million. Damn. And unlucky for them, the movie only brought in about 16 million US dollars. Ouch. Oh, that sucks. (laughs) Big, big They should have waited. They shouldn't have released it very soon after the release of the Lego movie. Yep. They tried to- Man, they were overshadowed. 
Big time. Yeah. Big Isn't time. that like people talk like even now about like there was one concert where the Beatles came on stage and performed and then like the act following them was like a bunch of chimpanzees like doing tricks like circus tricks or something and they like they got booed <laughs> yeah i thought i had heard that from somebody they were like oh it's like it's like the uh, the monkeys that followed the beatles <laughs> <laughs> well i would boo if i saw the beatles and then see this weird circus act going yeah, on yeah i like- i don't quote me on that but i'm pretty sure i heard that that happened at one point and the monkeys and their trainers got booed off stage because they followed the Beatles. Yeah, no. If you're going to follow the Beatles, like you better be the Rolling Stones <laughs> or someone equivalent. You better equivalent. be at least comparable. <laughs> yeah. God, that'd be horrible. Yeah. I'd be I'd be pissed if I was them. So coming back to, to my story, do you remember the production company that I mentioned earlier? Yes. The Asylum? The Asylum. So they were into some shady shit oh. earlier and they came up with a crazy, incredibly unique movie about giant robots that could morph into cars and planes <gasps> and other things. Oh my goodness. And these giant robots had to fight bad robots in order to protect Earth. Okay. Now, this might sound. It does. Like the Transformers. That's exactly what I But I'm not talking was, about oh. the Transformers. I'm talking about the Transmorphers. <gasps> <laughs> they didn't form, they morphed? They morphed, which was released to DVD just a few days before Michael Bay's Transformers <laughs> would be out for people to see. <laughs> wow. And this time, they actually made money. Okay. They must have made enough money because... They pulled off the same trick again and released Transmorphers Fall of Man just a few days before the Transformers sequels came out. Wow. Yeah. Wowie wow. Transmorphers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who would have guessed? Yep. Who would have guessed? They're everywhere. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So now imagine a movie about a young lion with big dreams. And this lion lost his father at a young age. Oh. And he had to fight his evil uncle and hyena henchmen. <gasps> to reclaim his rightful throne. Oh my gosh. You're thinking of the Lion King, probably. I I was. But you should be thinking of Kimba the White Lion. I loved Kimba the White Lion! As you should, because Kimba the White Lion came out in 1960, and the Lion King came out much, much later. Yeah, I I watched both of them as a child and loved them both. This time, Big Hollywood stole a movie. Yeah. Although, isn't the plot of The Lion King supposedly already oh, stolen like from 100% Hamlet? 100% Hamlet. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah. But Kimba also used almost the same storyline. So, so Kimba stole the plot Hamlet. of Hamlet, and then The Lion King stole the plot of Kimba. Yes. Okay. So a Japanese series from the 60s, young Kimba dangled from a branch while a stampede kill, killed his father. After Kimba's evil uncle Claw betrayed them, Kimba's father even spoke to him post-death by forming in the clouds. I said post-death because I didn't know how to spell that. So (laughs) post-death in the clouds, just like Mufasa spoke to his son Simba, Uh, (laughs) not Kimba, as you may have thought. Yeah. Disney has since claimed ignorance to the original series and has profited immensely from it, making two movies and an insanely profitable Broadway musical. Yes, they have made a lot of money off of The Lion King. Oh yes. While Kimba fades away into the books. Now this one I saved for last. Okay. Because I thought you would especially love to hear this and also hate to hear this. Oh God, okay. In 1997. I was six. I was born. (laughs) (laughs) The production for a film 
began this film's plot. A man was the star of a reality show, but had no idea that he was being recorded. Oh my word. I know. One year later, The Truman Show was released. Ah. While this movie that had started production a long time before The Truman Show did was left with their jaws dropped. Oh no. Ed TV, starring Matthew McConaughey, <gasps> was left with no option but to release their movie. But because The Truman Show had already been released and was a whopping success being nominated for three Oscars, Ed TV flopped really hard. We and need to see that movie. Everyone believed it to be theft. Oh my God. When in God. fact, The Truman Show was the thief. That is so crazy. I know, right? Yeah. I thought the same thing. I was like, no fucking way. Like that's like one of the biggest movies ever. Like that was an awesome movie. Oh man, I love The Truman Show. I would love to see a version of that with Matthew McConaughey though. Like yeah. he would rock the house with that. But I, I can't help but feel like it wouldn't be as comedic. Maybe. Like. I mean, to it, be fair, The Truman Show isn't in, isn't that comedic. The Truman it's Show depressing. is, it's hilarious. It's kind of depressing though. Kinda, yeah, but at the end he's free and he yeah. finds the love of his life. It is cool like, to try to spot all the hidden cameras because they're fucking <laughs> yeah, everywhere. Um, now I have, I have a list of honorable mentions. Okay. okay. Here we go. The movie Brave came out, oh, right? A Disney Pixar no, movie. don't ruin the Brave for me. And soon after, Kiara the Brave came out. Ah. Yes, which had almost the exact same plot. Yeah, it happens. I mean, if it worked once, it could work again, you know? Yeah. I can't deny that logic. That doesn't ruin Brave for me. A few months after the release of Marvel's Thor, another company came out with Almighty Thor, and unfortunately, they did not receive the same success. <laughs> uh, Kung Fu Panda was a big hit. Yes, it was. Unfortunately, Chopkick Panda was not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how. Chopkick Panda. <laughs> yeah, Chopkick Panda. What's the what's the small, it the says, small text say? It says, of Fury and a Heart of Gold. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I know. Mm -hmm. So everyone loves big, giant robots fighting aliens. Everyone does. Everyone does, which is why Pacific Rim was such a major success. Was it a success? It was. Okay. It was a success. Not in the United States, it didn't make too much money, but worldwide it did. Okay. It made a lot of money. Okay. Unfortunately though, Atlantic Rim wasn't a success. Mm. I mean, there can, there's, there can only be one rim, <laughs> to, apparently, at a time. Well, I mean, Pacific Rim, there's gotta be an Atlantic Rim. There, I mean- What about would, the Indian Rim or the Arctic Rim? Got all these rims. Uh, one of your favorite movies, Jaws. Ooh. A great, very original movie. Please tell me the title. Unfortunately, Another movie came out that was great and original. <laughs> Orca, the killer whale, did not receive as much success. Oh my god, I think I saw that. It is about a killer whale that yeah. that it terrorizes people at the beach. Uh-huh. And a vessel sets sail to go and hunt it down. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I think I remember that. Like almost, almost word for word is it is Jaws, just instead of a great white, it is an orca. Yeah, for real. Uh, when I was younger, I was obsessed with Jaws. Um, they, shortly after the movie came out and the second one was on its way, they made a Jaws TV show. Oh no. It was probably awful, but I have only amazing memories of it because I was like five. An infant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then grandma, 
I'm pretty sure, rented a movie for me that she thought I would like because I love Jaws so much. And I'm almost positive it was that movie. Orca. You it watched was Orca. Orca. I'm pretty sure I watched whale. Orca and I loved it. <laughs> we'll have to watch it. 100%. We should watch all of these movies. Yes. I'm very down. Do you remember the movie Battle LA? It no. starred the dude that played Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent. Can yeah, we trust it? <laughs> yeah. It starred Harvey Dent. It was about aliens attacked Earth and he was a sergeant. Oh, it's ringing a little bell. Something. He was in, in the army or the Marine Corps and okay. he had to fight back against the aliens. Yeah. Uh, well, that movie ended up being a pretty good success. Unfortunately, Battle of Los Angeles, not the same success. Not as much. Disney's Tangled, big success. Huge. Tangled Up, not a big success. Oh, no. Yeah, another movie about Rapunzel. Yeah. You can't put all these movies. Uh, your favorite actor, Nicolas Cage, Ugh. made The Da Vinci Code, which, surprising success. I'm so sorry. Did you say Nicolas Cage made The Da Vinci Code? <gasps> Did you? I, I got it confused with Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the forehead? Rewind it. Rewind it all. It is the forehead, most definitely. I literally, I just looked at that. <laughs> like. I'm like, who are you confusing? <laughs> like National Treasure and the Da Vinci Code. That's, that's what or I did. Tom Hanks. That's what I did. I said, I said the Da Vinci Code and I thought the Da Vinci Code, but I was looking at National Treasure in my head. Right. Yeah. I understand. So, you have been talking so about rewind. it a lot. So, America's favorite actor, Tom Hanks, <laughs> made The Da Vinci Code. Okay. And America's actors that no one heard of tried to make The Da Vinci Treasure. Uh, oh. And it was not a success. It was not a combination of two well-loved movies. <laughs> no. It wasn't a national treasure. It wasn't a National Treasure Da Vinci Code crossover, because <laughs> that would have been epic. It wouldn't have. Uh, it, now, this Clearly, is, it was not. This is a big, a big Hollywood theft. Okay. Hollywood did the stealing this time. Mm. In, oh, I forget what year this was, early 2000s. Okay. A Japanese movie called Battle Royale came out. I remember. And I've seen it. I don't know if you've seen it. I haven't seen it, no. They had a very low budget, but it was an awesome movie and it was brutal. You got kids killing kids. Mm -hmm. It was insane. Yeah, I was, I've been, it's been recommend, recommended to me. I have yeah. been wanting to watch it, but I haven't yet. And then a book was written in 2008. Interesting. Called The, the Hunger, Hunger Games. Games. <gasps> that is correct, which had almost the exact same plot. It just gave a better backstory yeah. to a bunch of kids killing each other. Yeah. Did a better job at the storytelling, but they did steal the idea and Hollywood profited immensely off of the Hunger Games movies. I'm, I'm gonna give Hollywood this one. I, that's not stealing. Because there are, there are so many Dracula stories out right now. They're all based off of original stories. They all heard the first story or the story that came before it and thought I could do that better by tweaking this, this, and this. But if you look in the credits, what do the credits say? Because I guarantee all of them say, inspired by Bram Stoker's Dracula. No. They do. They have to. Mm-mm. 100%. I guarantee they do. If they use the name Dracula, maybe. But there was no inspired by Bram Stoker's in Twilight. That wasn't inspired by Bram Stoker. That was inspired by shitty Fabio cover having, <laughs> <laughs> like, fucking middle-aged women sex books. Twinkly ass. Yeah. We're going to go on to the next one. I don't have many. I have five left. Five honorable mentions left. Okay. So kids in high school doing a bunch of singing, mm. right? I know you're thinking of High School Musical, and unfortunately, you everyone thought of High School Musical and not Sunday School Musical, oh. which was not a success. Sounds far less exciting. Uh, moving on to the next one in, oh no, it didn't, <laughs> it looks bad. Oh, anyway, in the late 80s, okay. a movie came out called, I can't read that because I 
I took a poor picture. <laughs> but a movie came out in the 80s about, it was, a, it was a French movie about a kid who his parents leave and he is left isolated in his house. Interesting. And, and people try to burglarize it. Is he in his home? <laughs> and he must defend his house from so, these burglars. So he's alone at home? He's... He is isolated in his house. Okay. Yes. All right. And is it Christmas time? And then Home Alone came out and actually made money, whereas this movie did not. You don't know what it's called though. Uh, my search bar like covered the name, or like my loading <laughs> bar like it completely. I took it intending to right, read that, right? And it's gone. So it's gonna be we some, don't have some that. offshoot of Home Alone yeah. in, in your house by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you remember. The movie The Day the Earth Stood Still. Uh, I didn't watch it, but yeah, I'm yeah, familiar. You know, alien movie, whatever. Yeah. Keanu Reeves. Yes. Um, they tried to make a movie called The Day the Earth Stopped, mm. and it was not a success. And this is the last one. Okay. The very last one. In 2005, you might remember this awesome movie featuring Kurt Russell. Okay. A bunch of superheroes. It's called Sky High, Sky Baby. Sky High. It was glorious. It was amazing. It was. And then a year later, Another big Hollywood movie came out and tried to steal almost the exact same idea, and it featured Tim Allen and Kate Mara. It was called Zoom. That doesn't look familiar to me. I've seen the movie. It was fucking terrible. To be fair, horrible. Sky High was also pretty bad. Yeah, but Sky High at least looked cool. The to idea of to Sky children. High. I'm saying the idea of Sky High was cool. Yes. Zoom was utter garbage. Okay. <laughs> so I, bad. I mean, I believe that. But there we go. We got... We got stolen movies and absolutely no credit given to anyone, <laughs> anywhere. And a lot of them were like blatant, straight up thievery. Yep. You told me a little story in, uh, when we were doing our research about how Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean was, totally was a ripped stolen off. script. Yeah. That's correct. Somebody wrote a movie about pirates chilling in the Caribbean mm -hmm. and they sent it in for studios to look at. Disney looked at it, said, this is trash, go away. And then a year later, they started production of Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> also Rounders. Yeah. 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 I was reading it. I forget the dude's name. Sucks. Well, everyone will forget his name anyway, because yeah. he didn't write a movie. Loser. Uh, yeah. Who went to Pepperdine for script writing and, you know. Hollywood, a Hollywood degree, basically mm -hmm. a useless right, right. one. Yes. And went every weekend to Vegas where he would play poker and he was very good at it and he made a lot of money and that was how he paid his way through school. And he wrote a movie about it and he sent it to Miramax and Miramax said, fuck off, this is trash. No one wants this and he felt bad. And then a year later, the movie Rounders came out, which features a, a college student who plays poker in order to pay his, his tuition. Ah. Uh. That's yeah. so fucked too, because you know, that means as soon as like the moment they received the script, they were like, oh my fucking God, this is gold. Copy it down as best you can. Let's make, let's make copies for everyone. Let's make like 200 copies of this. Then they sent it back to him. They were like, this is utter garbage and immediately started casting like right away. They started production immediately. Yeah. Yes. Like to have it out in a year. Mm -hmm. That's fast. That means it got started as soon as they sent it back to him. Mm -hmm. And this guy ended up taking them to court mm -hmm. about it, where he asked for $100,000. Yep. And Miramax spent over $10 million in legal fees to avoid paying him, and they ended up winning. Wow. So he got nothing. So messed up. <laughs> it's very fucked up. Well, yeah, it's the same there's... deal with Disney and Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. It's a great movie, by the way. They, like all of these companies, would rather spend millions of dollars than to pay one person, like, a couple hundred thousand mm -hmm. and admit that they stole something. They will never admit that nope. they stole anything. Very fucked up. 
Yeah. Disney's kind of about that, though. Oh, yeah. Like, it's all about long-term reputation with them. Yeah, which, who knows? They keep buying everything, and now they're losing a fuck ton of money. Well, yeah, it's for sure about long-term reputation, because now they're like, those last three Star Wars movies never happen. Well, not only that, but that's... Well, movies weren't their major success. Their major success was toys. Ah. They made, like, almost all of their money, all their revenue was from toys. Then number two would be their parks, and then number three would be movies. Mm-hmm. And their movies, I mean, every single Marvel movie after like Iron Man made at least a billion dollars. Right. Every single Star Wars movie made a billion dollars except for Solo. That one didn't. But that was because everyone was really mad at them for The Last Jedi. Everyone was very upset. Um, you see that? See what? Go back to my room, demon. Wait, was it Terry? I heard Terry's phone go off. Hey, babe. You can't fucking hear you. I, I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm sleepy. Okay. I thought I saw, you saw the curtain moving? No. You didn't see it moving? No, I was looking at you. I thought I saw someone peek in. I mean, it was probably Terry. No, I heard his phone go off and I heard him grab his phone. He's at his desk. Okay. Yikes. Ew. (laughs) 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 Anyway, long story short, no one's buying toys. Right. And Disney has dropped all of their money in toys and no one's buying them. And then their parks happened to all close at the same time. And everyone hates Disney right now because Disney keeps doing really shystery shit. And so their movies aren't making a lot of money. And so uh, Disney's kind of in the hole currently. Yeah. Yeah. They keep spending tens of billions of dollars buying out other companies Mm -hmm. and now they're not making money. Right. Which might be bad for them. It's all right. They could totally absolutely swing back. It's very true. They had literally have everything they need in order to do that. Very, very true. So, you know, hopefully they figure it out. I like Disney. They're shystery. <laughs> They're shady as shit. Yeah. But I like Disney. I'd like for them to stick around. Eh, I don't care. I like, I, it's more nostalgia probably. But because if, if Disney is really going to go under, then they're going to sell all of their shit. It's not like all of their stuff will disappear. Someone will take over. Yeah. Like LucasArts will buy back Star Wars and- For super cheap. Warner Brothers will be the new owner of Fox and right. all of that. Like it'll, everyone will buy it. They'll get a piece and all of their stuff will continue. It just Disney won't. Their parks will change to Warner Brothers land. I don't fucking know. Yeah. But yeah, it's it'll be fine in the long run. <laughs> no one cares that much. So last wheel spin. We're almost done. Last wheel spin time. That means it, it's your turn to spin. Got to get back sometime. You got to go back. You're checking your notes. Actually forwards. Yeah. Were those all of your honorable mentions? Yep. That was all of them. Okay. Every single one. And now it is time to spin Seville. Spin Seville. Okay, and the third and last Luke wheel spin, we got I Can't Look Away. Can't Look Away. I Can't Look Away. From the Thousand Pound Sisters. I was about to say, I know exactly what I'm going to talk about. And this is shows about super morbidly obese people. I love watching them. I love watching 600 them get, pound get better. 600 pound life. Oh, I don't care. I just... Because like, obviously they start out so unhealthy and uncomfortable and like they can't take care of themselves properly and all that stuff. I love watching them go from that to being totally independent and healthy. But what about watching them bathe? I don't like that. (laughs) It's amazing though. You see their hands just like go to start scrubbing and their like, arm like disappears. A mag- like a magic trick. Yeah, it just, <laughs> it's gone. Tucked into the, all of the flab and they're like, <laughs> and they're cleaning and like, they'll have one of those, oh, God, one like of those like one, the back. That one scene with the loofah. Yeah, the back scrubber things. Mm-hmm. It has, you know, it's a long stick with the scrubber on the end and like, 
they stick it into one of the flaps and then it just straight up totally disappears. disappears. It's yeah. gone. This like foot and a half long thing is gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. I love it. We got 600 pound life. Uh, Thousand pound sisters is great. There's a British one. There's actually, there's a lot of British ones. And those are more brutal because like they don't give a shit about <laughs> censoring television. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. They're amazing. Okay. You can find most of these for free on YouTube, by the way. We've watched a couple. Of the super morbidly obese TV shows? Oh, no, no. Not, I mean, not necessarily specifically that, but the the British shows that they, like, there's just no holds barred. Like, oh, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They show it all. Um, I was watching, it was like strange, not addictions. It was the British one that's like about medical conditions, like strange conditions or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, or, oh, it's like my strange body or something like that. And sometimes it's people doing strange things to their body. And sometimes it's people who just have like unfortunate, strange things with their body. One was in this, like, you will never watch this episode because if you ever did, I'm positive you would vomit. (laughs) It's this woman who, uh, her feet are like constantly like hyperactively sweating to the point that like her outer layer of her skin is like infected. So it's like rotting, like it's always raisiny and her like, but it never stops. And it gets to the point that like her skin is like turning gray and like falling off and it smells awful. She says she's like tried everything and nothing's working because of how like severe her condition is. And then, you know, they're like, you know, next up, you know, next episode. And it's a dude getting a fucking like steel rod driven through his penis. Oh, I I watched it. Oh, yeah. They don't, they don't like, they don't turn the camera away. No, they don't. They watch the whole thing. Yeah. They don't give a shit. I watched it. Yeah. Uh, some of the British ones, there's fat families, (laughs) which is a whole family of super morbidly obese people. There's this one's called fat doctor. I've watched some of those. The The, doctor is, it's a a show about the doctor who treats super morbidly obese people. Okay. Okay. And then one of my favorites, one of my favorites, it was so good. It's called Super Size versus Super Skinny. And it's a reality oh, show. Oh, the anorexic people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They take they take one very, very obese person, one very skinny anorexic or bulimic person, uh-huh. and they put them in a house together and they make them both like eat what the other person would eat. Yeah. And so like the the big person has to eat the anorexic meals, which is like Oh, for breakfast, you have, you know, half like, a diet soda. You have like half of a graham cracker and a, like four cups of coffee and a cigarette. Mm-hmm. And like, and they're like, oh my God, this isn't enough food. I'm so hungry. And then they're like, all right, for breakfast, you're having like two Belgian waffles, <laughs> like <laughs> a, a whole pound of hash browns, six donuts, six eggs, two donuts, and, you know, a, a vanilla milkshake. And they're like, oh my God. And they eat like three bites. And like, oh, this, I'm so full. I can't do this. <laughs> and like, it's amazing because then like, They'll see like it's like three in the morning and the obese person will like go downstairs mm-hmm. and make this huge plate of like a snack. Mm-hmm. But it's like two meals worth of snack. And then they bring it up and they knock on the door and they're like, it's three in the morning. It's time for your midnight snack. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeesh. Yeah. Uh, it's my, so good. my answer for the I can't look away uh-huh. um, is uh, Dr. Pimple Popper. Ugh, I hate you. I will never ever watch that shit specifically the like giant cysts where like she'll take a little scalpel and all she does is just little like it's just a tiny little paper cut just 
and it goes like geysers out of like people's backs and stuff. She takes care of it all. Fuck that. See, for Terry, he he's like, I just feel relief. Like the stuff that's leaving the cyst is leaving their body. Like it was so uncomfortable before. And like the more that leaves, like the more that's like pushed out of the cyst, the more comfortable they become. He's like, and I feel like I can feel that comfort. And I'm like, that's sweet. I definitely don't feel that. I just like when at the end I don't see it anymore. <laughs> like it's like someone uh. has someone has this problem and, and no one is pleased by it. They're uncomfortable and upset by it. Everyone else is uncomfortable and upset by it. Oh my God, there was this one. This woman came in. She had like five huge like golf ball sized cysts, bald, growing on her head. Ew. She had hair. The cysts were bald, growing out of her head. And one of them had developed this like hard, like core. So it looked like a horn Ew. sticking out of her scalp. And she took so care of it. It gross. got taken care of. She got cleaned up. They removed everything, removed any excess skin because it was all stretched because of how enormous the cysts were. And then they got stitched up and she was totally fine. Yeah, that's disgusting. I will never partake ever. Okay. I'm just saying. Ever. It's nice to see. When it comes to medical stuff, the only surgery stuff I can watch is the gastric bypass surgeries on all the fat shows. <laughs> that's it. That's the only one I'll watch. Right. Yeah. I get satisfaction from watching the cyst popping. Similar to like, do you remember Diner Dash? Yeah. Remember how you felt when all the orders were like made and you could like chill for a few seconds? You remember when you like stress out, you get like really anxious because like there's a line at the out the door for like orders in your diner and you have to dash all over the place, yeah. get things ready. And then finally, like the rush is over and they give you like that break time or you finish a level or whatever. And you're like, ah, like, oh, my God, everything's taken care of. We made it. We're at the end. That's how I feel watching those videos. Like, oh, my God, I'm so stressed out for them. But the amount of stress that you're putting yourself in by watching it in the first place. I can't help it. When I see the thumbnails on on YouTube, I see it and I'm like, oh my God, that's disgusting. I need to see that get taken care of. Look, and if become you're, like and get like and disappear by the end. If you are ever going to watch it on Hulu, yeah. you will make a new profile on Hulu. So that you don't have to see so the that thumbnails. I do not have to get like a oh you liked Dr. Pimple Popper here. Watch this. Like fucking Dr. Anus inspector. Like, I don't want to see any of that. <laughs> Anal fissure surgeon. I don't why, want that. Why would he be operating on the fissure? I don't know, Jessica. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't want to see this stuff. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, they're all over my YouTube. Okay, well, that's fine because that's not my YouTube. I know. So I can handle that. Uh-huh. That's my answer. Well, that was... That wasn't uh, incredibly gross to you. That was a gross answer. Yeah, <laughs> it was gross. Okay, fool. You're the one who said you like to watch loofahs disappear into people's flaps. Oh, I really do. <laughs> <laughs> it's so entertaining. It is. It really is. I love it. Can't, I know. Can't look away. I, I'm. It's not that I feel super differently. I just. I'm not. I get my entertainment comes from them like being hard chargers and like being healthy. Like usually on the shows you like to watch, they're like so obese. They know for a fact they'll die in the next like handful of years. Yeah. If they don't do something about it. And usually they're really young, Typically. like like late 20s, early 30s to like late 30s type of like age span. Yeah. And you're like, wow. Yeah. You definitely shouldn't have to think about dying in the next three years. You should do something about that. And then they, you know, work real hard. And at the end, you know, 
they don't have to worry about that. No, see, I love it when they when they like say that they're going to work hard and then they like go to diet and whatever, but then they keep eating like fast food and like buckets of chicken and then they go to the doctor and they like weigh themselves and they lost like half a pound or two pounds. Mm -hmm. And the doctor's like, you didn't lose any weight. And they're like, oh my God, yes, I lost two pounds and I'm so excited about it. And he's like, you haven't been following the diet. And they're like, I have been, I have been following the diet. And he's like, no, if you would have followed the diet, you would have lost at least 30 pounds. And he's like, you get, you only lost two pounds. He's like, that means you must've been eating like 7,000 calories a day. <laughs> and they're like, what? That's impossible. No I way. Couldn't, I couldn't Absolutely have done that. Absolutely not. Where, whereas only, like all the cameramen start yeah. rolling like the compilations yeah. of them. I've eating. only been eating cabbage and water. <laughs> 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 I can't, that can't be. Sometimes I boil the cabbage in the water. Yeah. And make cabbage tea. Yeah, 100%. I love it. <laughs> All right, guys, that is a wrap yes, on episode is. 23. All done. And... Thank you guys for joining us. Well, we'd like to remind you, uh, please support us on Patreon. We count as a small business technically. And in these trying times, you should be supporting them. And yeah. by them, I mean us. Yeah, family-owned small business. Here oh, we yeah. are. Yes, brother and sister duo mm -hmm. team you trying to make us. it. All right. And you can do so by going to www.3shotsin.com. I guess you don't have to put the W's anymore. No huh? one does that, Jessica. No I, one puts www. Okay. 3shotsin.com will take you straight to our Patreon and you can uh, support us there. And we have plenty to offer you in exchange. So take a look. Um, you can also reach out to us by emailing fanmail at 3shotsin.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, that was episode 23. 23. Look oh, at you. Look at me. You did it. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you next time. All right. See you next time. Later. Ooh.